This is a podcast from Rover. This is Rex, the Sunday edition. Great to have your company as always. Now, some of the country's, uh, country's earliest wool sheds are lost to changing land use and uh, newer shearing sheds. One researcher is on a mission to document them forever. Dr. Annette O'Sullivan, who has been on the show before uh, from Massey University's School of D- Design, is writing a book to record the impact of the 180-year-old wool industry has had on New Zealand and celebrate its place in our farming and economic history. Joins us now. Good morning, Annette. Good morning. Thank you very much for joining us. Tell us why you want to write about the history of wool sheds. I think these these buildings are incredible um, architectural history of New Zealand and um, they're amazing places to go and have a look at. I mean, I think we're very familiar with them on the, um, the landscape, but we often don't see them inside. Um, they're often full of equipment and those are the things I'm interested in as well. Uh, plus also a lot of them are being lost and I think this is a way of preserving this, this history. Yeah, so, okay. Um, yeah, it's a really important thing to do. It, it, particularly emphasis on the, the on the on the wool sheds themselves and and out and sharing I know that would be would be part of it, but I, I was thinking about this. I was struggling to fall asleep the other night and it, and I was thinking about this interview and I counted within I reckon a 10 kilometer radius of the old our old family farm in the northern manor too, 36 wool sheds that I'd worked in. And I was trying to think how many would still exist. And um, I know at yeah, the wool sh- we had two wool sheds on our farm. One has been converted into accommodation for the dairy farm that it is now. And the other one, sadly, um, I always knew it needed rewiring, burnt to the ground. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, yeah that's yeah. true. It's actually quite a familiar story. And even some yeah. of the historic wool sheds that I've known about, I've gone back to find and I've gone. Yeah. And, um, I, I think also the generational knowledge is getting lost as well. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. So now is the right time to do it. Really. Yeah. So not many of the original great ones left. There are some. And there's yeah. some still in original families, you know, very uh, generations of the same family. And those are the ones that are really interesting because they've often kept their own histories and um, the brands and the stencils and things like that. So, you know, there's a whole history within the wool shed that I can find. Mm. I feel like there's something Mm. quite nostalgic about wool sheds. um, Growing up, you know, always loved going up to the wool shed when we were sharing and the smells and yeah, all the gear and the noise and just the kind of hive of activity that it would be. And I just used to really love spending time and watching the shearers when I was younger. And, um, I find wool sheds quite fascinating. And I'm just wondering if you could share with us maybe um, some of the stories or some particularly interesting history or a little story that you've found out along the way so far. Oh, there's so many, there's so many of them. <laughs> um, a, lot, a lot of the wool sheds are along the coasts, and I find mm. the, the histories of how they actually got wool onto the, out onto the ships waiting offshore is fascinating. And... Um, uh, you know, they actually had to wait till the weather was right, and they had to take the uh, the bales out on uh, by horse or by bullock carts uh, onto waiting boats. Um, one of the really interesting branding stories uh, I came across was from uh, Palliser Bay, and uh, when they were about to um, put put the bales on the 
the boats, they realised that they needed to brand their bales. So they grabbed a rollock off the boat and they dipped it in paint and they branded their bales. And uh, that is still um, a brand today. So wow. it's on their website. Yeah, that so there's little cool. stories like that that are really interesting. Mm, mm. We farm quite near the coast and there is a station, which I, I'd be very surprised if you haven't included this wool shed in your, uh, in your book, Monaroa. Uh, Monaroa out at Ekateo, which is Hamish where we had our yes. lunch. Uh, and I've seen photos of them taking the wool out with, the, I think they were bullocks rather than horses, out. Um, so you're exactly right. I have been there. It is a yes. wonderful wool shed. <laughs> yeah. I, we've had yeah, working on, bees yeah, there. The and yeah. um, we have working bees there sometimes. And I find it fascinating just the history. You know, they've got a lot of framed things on the walls. It's a historic, it's got one of those historic places, plaques. Um, they still have the old baskets, like for all the wool. Um, yes. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm. Yes, yes I, it is. I quite agree. I uh, and it, I would often. I always like the one down State Highway One before you come into Oh Ninety on the left. There, it's quite a big old wool shed in there. You can see sort of the original mm. part, then the big cupboard, and I, I think it's sort of one of those ones that always uh, caught my eye. But there are ones all over the country that you can see. Oh, it's another one beautiful as you come down those hills towards Mangaweka on the right, slightly newer. But they all, I'm sure they all hold uh, fascinating stories. And of course, the Woolshed Party always used to be a sort of a big thing. I don't know if it is today, but always enjoyed many Maybe a Woolshed Party. Not so much. Yeah. Right, you're quite right. Yeah. Um, I, I think the other thing that I'm interested in is the stories from the workers as well, yeah. their memories of the Woolsheds. That though, that I'm, you know, those that's part of the uh, the his, History of the Woolshed uh, story that I'm wanting to capture as well. Yeah. And, and, Not and just about the things. Mm. You mentioned yeah. the stencils and the brands and everything. Of course, we have talked about that previously because that was another project that you were uh, involved in too. Well, it's an ongoing project. Yes. And how I came across the, uh, the Woolshed project is so many people said you've got to write a book and, you know, ready to preserve the histories that are disappearing. But, mm. of course, the within the Woolshed book is the the stencil and the branding story because that's the story of our earliest brands, you know, our export brands. Hmm. And that hasn't really been told yet. Hmm. Hmm. And yeah. Anita, I hear that you've set up a Pledge Me page for this as well. So what are you looking for here? What, what can, how can people help you? Well, um, this is actually Federated Farmers have helped us to set up this Pledge Me page. In fact, it was their, their initiative. Oh, okay. And, cool. um, yeah, so I'm researching the project and writing the project, but also we need um, we uh, we've got Jane Usher, who is one of New Zealand's well-known photographers, and um, she's just waiting to start work. And um, when we can get the funding, she'll start. So we need to um, generate funds for you know, photography and production costs and things like that. So, yeah, we're really waiting to, to, yeah. yeah. You know, the ambience of a woolshed is so important as to, you know, I didn't, you know, I'm not going to pretend I was a a big long-term sharer or anything, but the little bit I did do, it did make a difference how you felt when you went into that wall shed. And of course, the other thing too was it was very big in our area um, that the own the farmers uh, feed you, and you know, and of course the uh, the variety yeah. of smokos and lunches was some yeah. some yeah. places you'd be salivating a week out from getting to their shed. Um, 
I can always remember the O'Hagans of Appity had a great, oh, well, I used to love going, great feeds there. You could hardly get back sharing. You'd want to fall asleep on the board. Um, yeah, so it's just a, oh, I reckon it's just You're getting a, all, you're oh. getting all um, yeah, reminiscing yeah, here. Yeah, what, what I'm thinking for Annette is how are you going to condense it all down into one book? Because it's just so, so many much. Aspects. I know. It's going to be very hard. And it's yeah. really, yeah, it's going to be hard to choose those, you know, some of them are, are outstanding. Um, and I pretty not much know, you know, which yeah. as soon as I see it, which ones. But it's also the ones that will tell the whole history of, you know, the wall industry through the objects. Because yes. I want mm. the yeah. objects to tell the stories as well. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it's quite a big project. I saw. I quite, I quite agree. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a, a, bu- a picture that really kept took my breath away. It was a, it was on Instagram and it was out of Australia. I think it might have been from ABC Rural or something. Whereby, and it was a picture of a shearer flat out on the shearing board catching his half an hour after lunch and his handpiece all set up and beautifully positioned ready to go but it was just like I said I know that feeling where you you're lying on oh. these hard boards but you just go into the deepest most beautiful rest and it really yeah, yeah. The, the wool yeah. shed yeah. oh the stories and are you still looking for wool sheds to be part of the project or do you think you've got your list I'm always interested in looking at those iconic wool sheds, uh, particularly the ones in long family histories. Um, I'm getting to the end of the research. I've still got a couple of trips coming up, and um, but you know, for those who have um, long histories and have got equipment and stencils and branding irons and iconic sheds, you know, I'm always interested. Mm. So, yeah. Have you got one in mind, uh, Rebecca? No, I was just curious. I, yeah. have you, are you going to Metapiro? That's a big station up the road from um, my family yes, farm. It, yes, it we is. used to have a lot of working school working bees. Mm. It was the biggest thing, school crutching working bees when I was at primary school, and all of us kids would get dropped off after school. The bus would stop there and we'd all get off at Metapiro, and I thought it was the most amazing, magical place because it was like a village. Yes. There were so many houses yes. and so many people lived there, yes. and we would That's have this right. huge it, working bee, and then it would be this big party afterwards, and I just remember it being so much fun. Yep, yeah. that's on the list that's coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. But um, also, it's not just about the, the wool sheds, it's about the buildings around them. Yes. Because, as you say, they were villages. They were yeah. Well, that's how it always seemed you know, to me. Community. I used to always, yeah. always wish mm. that I lived there because the kids that lived there seemed to have so much fun because there were so many of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I do, love you have, do you have a favourite wool shed so far, Annette? Oh. Could you pick? I have to say Marakapahu. You know. Oh, the big yes. Mariah Kako. Yes. Yeah, you see that quite often. Oh, that's, yeah. that's very amazing. It's very yeah. iconic. I, I drive, oh. drive yeah, past I it every time I go home. Yeah. Yep, and it's got everything in there still. <laughs> yeah. It's even got the brands, you know. It's, yeah, it's a yeah. wonderful place. And those beautiful photos of the Nesdales and the Bowens and all the, you know, those great sharers of that era who did massive tallies. Uh, back in those days they and did. set records incredible. and things. Incredible. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Considering how far mm. sheep standards have come and how far the gear quality and the, the fitness and the nutrition, they, those, they were amazing what they did. Um, I, one oh, final, question, final question, Anna. I, yeah. uh, the, the shed where Godfrey Bowen set his world, one of his world records in uh, was at yes. Opiki, I think. Was that right? Yes, Acres. Yes, Clive Acres. It's Clive's farm. Is, is oh, the shed still yeah. there? Yes, I haven't oh. been to it yet, but oh. I'm really keen to. Okay, so 
Yes, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, that's, has, all, that's also on my list. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to. Yeah, that yeah. is a that is an amazing place. Go yes, and I'm, have a look. Mm. Have a look there um, at that shed and online, sort of in that old New Zealand historic footage. There's um, there's an amazing uh, record of Godfrey's record breaking. And here he is, Godfrey Bowen, on to sheep number 300 for the day with the judges watching closely on. And, and that is, uh, the judge is my great-grandfather, Bill Mackay. And I'd never seen a picture of him. I'd hardly seen a photo of him. And there was this video, this, uh, well, this cam- um, film footage. Oh, mate, it's just made my, you know, it's enriched my life. So, so I hope that'll be in there. Yeah, wonderful. And of I'll course, look the, out for it. Yeah, Clive Acres, the Acres, <laughs> wonderful people too. Outstanding. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. He keeps he keeps sending me histories, uh, wonderful well, stories. He's very mm. much, um, you know, he's big on his history. Yeah. Um, his daughters are quite good friends of mine, and um, they are amazing family. Yeah. And, I mean, um, if you if you ever want to know anything about rugby, Clive's. I was going to say to. rugby. <laughs> he knows his rugby. Uh, yeah. Don't try and challenge Clive Acres on rugby. There you go. Hey, love to chat, Annette. Thank you so much, and we'll keep in Thanks. touch as to where this is progressing. That is Annette O'Sullivan, author and researcher, and, of course, uh, from the Massey University School of Design, working on a book to record the impact of the 180-year-old wool industry, particularly the wool shed, the buildings around it, the stories from within. Just magnificent. You are listening to Rex.